Hi gang, in this episode, find out what dark history means for paranormal research, how it's the foundation of ghost hunting, what questions to ask, and which resources to use. You're listening to Ghostly Activities. I'm your guide, Jacob Rice, and this is How to Use Dark History with Ghost Hunting. So you, you can't really conduct a ghost hunt without having a dose of dark history in hand, and as ghost hunters and paranormal researchers, we've taken a play on the term dark history when we look at possible haunts. So I decided to ask ChatGPT, right? Because what else would you do? <laughs> uh, to see what it would find on the topic. And this is the definition it gave me. Mind you, it pulled it from a couple of sources. Let's source, let's do the citations and give credit. It was powerthesaurus.org. And I think it's, Edamonline, E-T-Y-M-O-N-L-I-N-E.com. Anyway, that's where it came from. And its synthesis of the term was dark histories, meaning is a phrase that can have different interpretations depending on the context. Generally, it refers to a period or aspect of history that's characterized by ignorance, violence, oppression, and suffering. For example, the Dark Ages is a term used to describe the early Middle Ages in Europe where there was a decline in culture, education, and civilization. Dark history can also be used to describe the hidden or shameful events of a person, group, or nation's past. Okay. Now, that's not exactly what ghost hunters think about. We focus on the grimmest parts of the definition above and make it something unique to the ghost hunting craft. And so I would say for paranormal researchers, dark history for, refers to tragic events associated with a haunted location, a cursed object or ghost. These events could be murders, disasters, suicides, battles, accidents, or any other unexpected death. There must be suffering, violence, and or oppression associated with the subject. And true crime, ghost stories, urban legends, and lore are all starting points for your research. Well, you have, to be a, you have to be a dark historian to be a good ghost hunter. And overall, using dark history will narrow down potential haunted locations. If you find a tragic event directly related to a house, museum, factory, building, other person, blah, 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 then it could have a haunting. And tragic events should be something that resulted in someone's death. The tragedies that released the biggest charge include suicide, Oh yeah, I should have thrown a trigger warning on this one because we're talking about grim stuff, but I think you already got the point when I first opened my mouth, eh? Uh, so anyway, number one, suicides. The method doesn't matter as much as the intense emotions. Murders, stabbing, poisoning, drowning, choking, strangling, smothering, shooting, a lynching. An anger-fueled mob kills a person without a trial. Arson, intentionally setting a fire. Battles like Gettysburg. Accidents, and this could be anything from a heart attack, falls, car crashes, train derailments, plane crashes, things like that. And then we have natural disasters like earthquakes, floods, and fires, like big wildfires, not the arson type, but like what just happened in Maui. Really, any time a life ends too soon or by hate, anger, or other negative emotions, a haunting may form. Now, urban legends and ghost ghost stories are excellent sources for leads. 
After all, they're based on a kernel of truth and you just need to figure out what the kernel is. Hence, this is why we do the research. Most of the time, it deals with the person and place and date. And if you have a name and a date with a location, like the whole suspect list opens up. So, how to use dark history as a ghost hunter. My ghost hunting style leans heavily on the historical record as well as <laughs> urban legends and lore, you know, associated with a haunted place or object. And I have no problem sitting in front of a computer for hours doing online research. Um, but that's not good enough on its own. Sometimes you have to go visit the haunt and interview the people that live or work there. And if you need some advice to get started, I'd say to think like an investigative journalist. At a minimum, collect the following information about the people associated with the haunted location or the object. That is, who lived there? How long did they live there? Who died at the haunt? How did they die? How much did they love or hate the location? That matters. What are the tragedies at the location? Is the, is the location associated with a lot of death? Did anyone have a prized possession? And then whatever records you make or you find, make copies of them. Okay, because you'll want to bring them. And sometimes you can use them as trigger objects. Uh, like death certificates are great trigger objects. Same things like marriage um, marriage certificates, birth certificates, you know, the big events in your life. Now, exposing secrets and solving mysteries. This is a, a bit from the Scooby-Doo school of ghost hunting, I'll say. <laughs> but these secrets could mean many different things. But most come down to understanding why the ghost remains behind. Is there a final message to deliver? Does it need something from its past to be at rest? Does the ghost even want to move on? Because I gotta tell you, you'd be surprised at how many are just fine and dandy with their daily haunting routine. Seriously. And most of the questions can be answered by dark history and a well-conducted EVP session or engagement session. Your research will dictate the questions to ask and to verify the ghost's responses. Now, I'm going to do a little rant here. This, this is something just gets my goat. Uh, and if you've been listening to Ghostly for a while, you know it. Don't forget to write up your findings and publish it. I hate it when ghost hunters don't publish their findings. That's what researchers do. You publish to advance the field or the understanding of a haunting. I'm ending my rant. Breathe, center, focus. All right, let's get back to it. The one thing we overlook in our research is dark history is a gr grim subject, and we're not exactly looking at the happiest times in people's lives. <laughs> Uh, and, I, and, and that's the part we forget about. Positive emotions can be just as powerful as negative ones, and they can charge the location with enough paranormal juju to create a haunt or ha haunted object. Think about a wedding dress, for example. They're notoriously haunted objects because it was the happiest day of this lady's life. And it's charged the dress, and it may bring her back or bring something back. So when you do your research, don't forget about the positive events at the haunt because there really are happy haunted places too and they're not at Disneyland. Okay. <laughs> Resources you can use. So when you go online, read each article or information source with a lot of skepticism. Also have some patience. Many records were handwritten and have errors in spelling 
dates can be off by a year or three. Sometimes you just get an opinion by the recording agent, and that's pretty common in census records, especially before the 1940s. One of the best records to obtain, death certificates. I already mentioned they make great trigger objects. And when you use the resources that I'm about to state, be ready to search within them with the names, dates, and places you found in your research. That's going to be the key to unlocking ghostly suspects. So, when I do my research, these are the, the sources that I use. I use diedinhouse.com, and that gives you names and dates. I will say accuracy, <laughs> it's a good starting point, let's just say that. One of the best is Ancestry.com, especially if you get the all-access one. It'll give you access to Fold3 for military records. That's one of the um, sources I use, Newspapers.com. You can find up tragic events if you've got a street address or if it's a small enough town, you know, a family's name. You can pull up information from that with search. But this is not an endorsement of Ancestry.com. I use my own money for my Ancestry.com account. But... It's a really good source, and you can get international records, especially during high immigration periods. Um, okay, Newspaper Archive is another one. Very similar to Newspapers.com. I think it's owned by Storify or something like that. Um, another great way to search newspapers from the past. Uh, Find a Grave is another good one. Online archives for your town or state or province. You, you know, you can ask them, believe me. They'll be so helpful. They're just happy anyone is interested in the history of the town, even if it's a little grim. Physical archives. Uh, it's always good to understand the historical context. So if you can go in and see something that shows what life was like at a certain period, or there might be information written up by one of the, the ghosts you're researching, I, I would say check out the physical archives too especially if they've got books and newspapers and microfiche and all that stuff. Local museums, another great source. Uh, use more to understand what life was like during the period, and especially if there was a tragic event, because the local museums will really have a, a great display and resources for you to use. Uh, we just did this in Concrete, Washington. We went to a local museum, got a ton of, you know, I guess we would call them artifacts. Uh, of the town from from the period uh, libraries another great source librarians can find anything and no request is too weird uh also online i like to use google scholar but that's more to understand a subject or if there's like some academic history I, okay academic history can be a little boring dry and dense to read but it's super helpful um if you can find more of a public history or pop history which is made more for the common the lay person right you know check that out as well and one of my favorites is jstor.org and that's j-s-t-o-r.org it is another academic source that you can use online but you get all this great information from all the top universities in the country so that's what I've got for you on using dark history. It's still pretty high level, but I would say the best thing you can do is find a specific haunt. One that's pretty well documented, I would say, because you, you want to learn how to use dark history and use all these different resources. Pick a name, get your date, you've got your location, 
and then open up some of these resources we just mentioned. I would say Ancestry is a great one. Newspapers is a great one to start with. And see what you can find about the people that lived and died there. And then once you start getting that information, it's like you know that person. Um, and I think it will make your research so much better and give you much better results. And hopefully you can communicate with someone on the other side. So that's my episode for today, folks. Uh, go over to ghostlyactivities.com to ask questions. You can email me there, drop a comment here on the, in the um, podcast. Now, I, Ghostly Activities is on podbean.com. So if you leave it on podbean.com, I will see it. If you do something like on Apple or Spotify, probably won't see that comment. So again, go to ghostlyactivities.com. Use the contact form if you have questions or go to ghostlyactivities.podbean.com. Leave a comment there and I'll see it. All right. Thanks very much, folks. Have a good day.